You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Junkyard Dogcast. Georgia improves to 2-0 on the year with another ho-hum win uh, over a non-conference opponent that Georgia was projected to win by over 40. Uh, I think 42.5 to 44 was probably the, the Vegas line for most of the week. And, well, they won by uh, 42, 45-3. Uh, another slow start for Georgia offensively. I think again, uh, you know, that first and second quarter still trying to for everyone to get in sync and, and get on the same page there. And obviously not having guys like Glad McConkey out there. Uh Dejon Edwards didn't didn't go either. Um and then, you know, if if you would have told someone that, you know, Brock Bowers was gonna have uh, you know, one catch for three yards in the game, you're probably going to think that the numbers weren't uh, very impressive for Georgia's offense. But uh, in the end, Carson Beck got things clicking. Uh, outstanding second quarter where Georgia should have had, uh, you know, 38 points uh, in, in the quarter. Uh, a, a tough, tough offensive pass interference call on Marcus Rosemey Jackson there in the end zone. Uh prevents Georgia from scoring another touchdown. They, um, they you know, ended up settling for a field goal on that drive. But overall, I think uh, you got to be pretty happy with that second quarter. The team kind of came alive and, and, and got it together and started to hum a little bit against the team that, you know, they, they should have performed like that against in the end. Uh, you know, Georgia's defense once again uh, came to play when they needed them to with, uh, you know, multiple interceptions in this game. Three interceptions uh, by the Georgia defensive backs uh, really helped, you know, set Georgia up in that second quarter. You know, they scored after every one of those interceptions. So that that was real big for, for Georgia overall to kind of get you know, on the same page, get the ball rolling after a scoreless first quarter that had people wondering, you know, what is this team's identity? And I think after this game, you're probably still wondering that. And that's kind of what we told you heading into the season. We were not going to learn about this Georgia team in the first couple of weeks. And I think they're kind of playing like that. They're still trying to, to figure themselves out there. Uh, I think one thing you had to really be impressed with, though, is uh, is Waffle House. Uh, Makai Muse out there sparking the team with the first punt return touchdown in exactly five years. September 15th, 2018 being the last one by uh, Miko Harbin. 
outstanding performance again for the second week in a row and really third game in a row if you're going to count that G-Day where Akai Muse has been kind of the team's MVP, putting the team on his back, once again, a walk-on, stepping in and sparking the offense. Where have we heard that before? Uh, this is a really outstanding uh, day for him and the emergence of Dylan Bell at running back, uh, you know, a guy that played running back in high school, had like 1,400 rushing yards, uh, you know, a, a big find by Georgia in summer camp, offering him as a wide receiver. He's still playing some wide receiver, but, you know, those those plays he made out of the backfield for Dylan Bell, uh, you know, the three carries for 28 yards and a touchdown, making those defenders miss in the open field, uh, you know, those are obviously plays that this showcase a natural instinct uh, at the running back position. It's going to be tough to, to not continue to give Dylan Bell some some carries out of the backfield. He looks really good out there, guys. I, I really impressed by him. Um, uh, when Georgia really needed a spark, he was there. Uh, not you know not getting a, a lot of uh, broken tackles or, or missed tackles uh, out of the backfield by the running backs. I think Dylan came through when they really needed him to. And so overall, uh, you know that second quarter. Carson Beck settles down, has himself a pretty nice day. You know, that interception, can't put that on him. That was a catchable ball and, you know, should have been caught. Uh, but really, it was a play where I think he thought that the uh, defensive lineman was encroached. He was offsides, thought he had a free play and took a shot down the field. And uh, still looking back on that, it kind of looked like the defensive lineman was leading into the center and, and lunging forward. So if you're the quarterback, I mean, just throwing it downfield is the, you know, the right call there. But uh, the refs in this game, you know, they left a lot to be desired out there. A lot, a lot of flags that, uh, you know, probably should have been uh, kept in the pocket. And then at the same time, uh, a lot of holding calls that the flags – you know, were kept in the pocket inexplicably. So uh, Georgia overcame that, uh, the, some ref calls there, and, and still overall played an outstanding game. A lot of young talent on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, I think uh, you go into the, you know, next week, you got South Carolina coming to town. Uh, you, you continue to ramp things up. You, you went from, you know, UT Martin to Ball State, now you're going to go to from Ball State to South Carolina to open SEC play. Georgia cannot afford to start the way they've started the first two games this season. A, sl a slow start uh, will kind of put them behind the eight ball and probably test them a little bit more than they might be comfortable with at this point in the year. I think, again, reps are important for Carson Beck. I think the more he gets, uh, the better and more comfortable he's going to look out there, uh, you know, a lot of solid check downs, but continue to go through your progressions. Uh, be confident in your playmakers and step up in the pocket when you need to to make some plays down the field. That's going to be that next step for for Carson Beck. And I think he, you know, he took some steps in that direction today. He just got to continue to do that. And I, I just think that again, uh, that I you look at last week, Georgia punted on three of its first four possessions. Uh, so again, can't start like that, but then this week, 31 second quarter points, like I said, uh, it, it should have been 35, um, and 
it, it looks a lot different on the scoreboard if they do that. So I think uh, if they can come out next week, uh, you know, with a little bit more continuity and a little bit more chemistry early on, probably going to play a, a huge role in, in how that game goes, especially if they can get Lad McConkey back. Getting Marcus Rosemey Jackson back this week, you could already tell uh, the impact that had in this game. He, you know, he that's a guy that he trusts. He threw the ball too, and and the, and he made plays. He had that uh, ten yard touchdown catch where you know he threw him open across the middle. Outstanding play call there. And at the same time, you look at guys like Ra Ra Thomas making an impact. You look at Oscar Delp uh, with the leap over the defender. Impressive uh, game by him. Arian Smith, uh, you know, had another uh, big deep pass. He's good for one or two of those uh, every every game that he's on the field. Keep him healthy; he'll be big. So uh, I, I think for for Georgia, the positive you take from this is that Carson Beck got the ball to a lot of different playmakers, uh, more confidence in running the offense, and uh, the defense, uh, you know, made a lot of big plays on the on the ball. Uh, outstanding uh, instinct and reaction by Chaz Chambliss. Uh, one of the more, <laughs> I guess, freaky interceptions uh, you're going to see out there from him. Uh, just a really, really solid play by him, but. Like what you see from the DBs, not afraid to come up and 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 make uh, tackles on on the ball carrier on the running back. Uh, saw AJ Harris uh, made an outstanding play in that regard, but uh, Dalen Everett outstanding coverage by him. Now you know now in Green looked really good as well. Uh, Malachi Starks and Tyke Smith are just incredible out there uh, at, at safety, and you really you, you want to make sure that uh you know. Uh, that your DBs like Javon Bullard, seeing him in a boot on the sideline, him being healthy and, and, and that not being a serious injury is what we're going to be looking for today and in the coming days to make sure he can get back out there. Really liked what I saw from Gabe Harris playing, you know, defensive end. Uh, looked really comfortable in, in that role already and 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 making some plays, uh, you know, making uh, winning some one-on-one battles against the offensive lineman. Uh, really impressed by him as well. So overall, uh, still some things to work on. You know, that that one drive that stalled out and resulted in a missed uh, field goal right there, you know, in the red zone. Still some things to iron out there in the kicking game, but also those red zone uh, play calls when you get inside the 10. That offensive line has to be able to get a better push at the line of scrimmage, not just in the red zone, but you know, overall in this game, the run blocking still left a lot to be desired. And that is something that we've seen before from Georgia, where the, the offensive line early on in the year, you know, isn't really getting the, the level of physicality that Kirby Smart and really a winning football team needs. I think that's going to be something that continues to be, you know, uh, impressed upon these guys in practice because they're about to ramp it up. It's, it's, you know, it's SEC play. So I, I think that is the one aspect right now, not quarterback play, not Carson Beck, but that offensive line has to come together. Uh, pass protections overall was okay, but I, I think the run blocking has going to have to get better if this offense is going to be able to be unpredictable and allow Carson Beck to make plays off play action like he did today. It's the big key moving forward uh, for this Georgia offense and something that you're we're going to need to see more from, uh, more improvement from next week against South Carolina. But uh, overall, I think a, a solid showing. 
near shutout against, you know, a, a Mid-Atlantic Conference opponent is still a good thing. Um, it allowing less than 230 yards of offense, still a good thing. Getting three interceptions, still a good thing. I, I, I think that, that, that that's a solid showing from the defense, mostly clean play from that offense. Uh, that Oscar Delp throw was probably one of my favorite plays today. That's, that's something that really opens things up when you can make plays on down the sideline and, and make a throw like that. Uh, you're going to have, you know, a good day at the quarterback position. And, and I think they did. So uh, that missed field goal from Peyton Woodring is one that, you know, he's going to have to uh, do better than that. Uh, I don't recall a, a missed field goal under 30 yards. Really, I mean, it may have been close to 10 years. I was trying to think of the last one Georgia had. It's probably been close to 10 years since they had one. So that that and the offensive line run blocking, things to work on next week as uh, Georgia prepares for South Carolina. We'll break that down more next week. But uh, for this edition of the Junkyard Dogcast, I'm Kip Adams. You guys have a great weekend. set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.